I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Welcome to episode number 0062 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. Um, I can't believe it's number 62. I know. 62 is a good number. Doesn't it seem like it just started... I like oh. 52 better than 62 as far Why? as the number is concerned. I don't know. Two even like, numbers? You just like the... I like the number two. Right. But what, But you like five more than six? Yeah. Huh. I guess. All right. Let's start this with a toast. 52 and 57. This is going to anyway. be an in-depth podcast today. Yeah. Um, I think. We all, we're not ever sure. So we're starting with the toast. Oh, um, uh, this podcast, guys, um, we're excited to talk about some of the recent pet food recalls that have um, been going on. And they're not, any, it's not anything new, um, in like a, a new ingredient or anything like that. This has been going on for 20 plus years um, in the pet food industry. And so we want to dive a little bit into why it is. Uh-oh. It sounds like the computer is about to explode. What is that? I don't know. Should we run? Can you guys hear that? Oh, jeez. That's really scary. Um, you guys probably can't hear that. Well, actually, stop. Don't. Please. Please. Hitting the computer is not going to make it better. I promise you that. Shaking the computer won't make it better either. What? Maybe it'll stop on its own. We're just going to keep Let's rolling. Let's hope it doesn't mess the audio up too much. We're going to keep rolling because, okay. um, uh, Jessica Lynn, oh, we, we hey, love you so much. Um, okay, so... That noise, I'm going to have to ignore it. I'm going to have to ignore it. Just mentally put a block on it. So we want to talk about uh, ingredients, and then let's just let's just jump right in. So um, a uh, recent um, uh, recent recall has uh, has been going on. Uh, Dr. Becker wrote about it, an article about it. We printed it out um, to really to really you know hit the hit the main points because you know you guys know we forget a lot of the stuff that we're we're put we have in our heads for a half a second. So most recently, Um, um, they. There's been a recall call on dog and cat foods. Over 1,000 lock codes. Speak loud just in case Over the micro- microphone 1, 000, is. Over um, 1,000 lock codes um, for products, for for levels of aflatoxin contamination that are implicated in over 100 pet deaths and over 200 pet illnesses yeah. in the United States alone. And there's another 32 countries that this company sent uh, those lots to. And this is just the well. one. This is just the one company. So let's let's talk about what is aflatoxin. Million. Most people don't know what aflatoxin is. Yeah. I didn't know what aflatoxin was. <clears throat> so it's um, caused by a fungus on uh, usually on things on like crops. wheat and corn, right. um, which is why you know uh, one of the reasons why you you'll see a lot of the uh, pet food companies or or even human food companies will say no corn, wheat, or soy in it because these kind of things can easily be contaminated, especially when mass produced, yeah. right? And um, the FDA, they're supposed to be, the, the pet food companies are supposed to be testing this. The FDA is supposed to be holding them accountable to right. for this testing. However, unfortunately, the FDA has recently just been a little bit sidetracked by trying to take down raw pet food companies, not finding all the right. stuff that they want to find, um, but, um, but, but really kind of going after the raw pet food industry because the raw pet food industry isn't part of the PFI, which is pet food industry. Um, uh, obviously they're in the pet food industry, but they're, they're not, um, on the, the, they're not on the board. If they're not, yeah, they're, they're not, not on the board. They're on the board, but it's, it's worth noting though, as mentioned in this article, that raw pet food producers, raw pet food producers 
are not and have never been the subject of large-scale product recalls, yeah. even though the FDA has been so solely focused on them. And we know personally of brands that have been brought down by the, by, by the FDA. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's a not, with, a... not because of recalls. A sad thing, but but well, everybody's scared of raw food, right? right. I mean, we, you can go back to our podcast. We've we've talked several times um, in, in the past about raw food because we feed our cats a raw food diet. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, so it's a, you know, it's a thing that people are just scared of. They're scared of, they think that salmonella is, is some like super scary thing that is going to take down, but if you, it, animals, and, and it has, and it can, um, but they think that the raw food, because it's raw food, it's going to be safer. But, um, but fortunately, fortunately, the majority of raw food companies actually quality source their ingredients, which is why you don't find cats and dogs getting sick from eating raw food, raw food. because they're quality source. Now, the m- overwhelming majority, millions upon millions upon millions of animals that have caught um, salmonella poisoning, they come from kibble, which are highly processed, the biggest, you know, cooked <clears throat> to the umph degree. So we think uh, our, our mindset is like, oh, well, if we cook it a lot, then it, our, cat, our cats won't get sick. But if we don't cook it, then they're going to be more likely to get sick. Actually, quite the opposite um, in, in this case, because if it's quality sourced, then um, they shouldn't get sick either way, actually. I mean, just the numbers are just mind-boggling. In less than six months, 60 million pounds of aflatoxin-contaminated food, foods have been recalled. Did you say poo? Poo, poops. Poo? Well, that food is poo. <laughs> it is poo. Um, it's just unbelievable. So it's it's. Oh, that noise is it so is distracting. Me nuts. Can you guys hear that noise? It's the computer about to explode. Um, so aflatoxins are known to cause acute toxic illness and cancer in animals and humans, and are considered among the most carcinogenic substances on the planet. So you think about food ingredients. We're always saying. Um, Read the ingredients on your pet's food. Read the ingredients and oh boy. No, but here's the thing. This is the thing because we do, we say it all the time, read the ingredients and then people send us um, ingredient lists. We just got some this morning. People are sending us ingredient lists and they're like, what do you think about these ingredients in this food? And you read through and it's like, here's the thing. Like I want to, because some of the ingredient lists, like when you're reading it, it actually looks okay. But, but when it comes to being a cat parent, really being uh like understanding what it is that you're the risks that you might be taking by feeding your cat a specific food it's more about like where it's sourced what is the quality of those ingredients going back to salmonella it's it's in highly processed foods but it's because those meats were that that caused the salmonella were or or ingredients that caused the salmonella were like disease dying animals and when you're putting that into into your cat's body whether it's cooked or not you're definitely going to be looking at a, a more scary situation. These aflatoxins are are should not be in any food anywhere. It can cause cancer. It's causing cancer in in pets and in people. Um, yeah. Go ahead. You have uh, well, I was just going to say that when you think about the feeding raw food, and I know that there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear for me when we first started feeding raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about the the sourcing of ingredients, how important it is to know the source of ingredients, not just knowing the source of the ingredients, but you guys, especially when it comes to this, which I want to get to in a little bit as well, 
when it comes to knowing what you're feeding, it's really important to know the source of the information. I think that it has been disgusting in the past. We talk about how the FDA has been so solely focused on raw food producers lately because PFI has recognized that raw food producers are starting to cut into their profit margins. It's the fastest growing pet food market. Right. Uh, like uh, on the like the fastest is. growing um, is raw food because, because there's are... a lot of pet owners that are recognizing that kibble is not species appropriate. It's not the healthiest thing. There are lots of risks. Their animals the are living Recalls long. for pet foods are from kibble because they their their sourcing is so subpar. I think that um, and here's uh, in this article it talks about if you do feed a kibble and Dr. Pe- Becker says which I only recommend if you cannot afford to feed better quality food which I agree, a, yeah. a fed cat is always better than a starving cat, be sure to study the ingredient list carefully and avoid brands containing, write this down, you guys, and go look at your ingredients, containing grains or corn in any form. That's including corn gluten meal, whole grain corn, corn flour. Corn is notoriously is a notoriously allergenic food that's difficult for many animals to digest to begin with. And just so you know, they also call it maize. So if you right. see it as maize, Sorghum, same thing. pearl, millet, rice and wheat. Rice can also contain toxic levels of arsenic. You don't see those kinds of risks in raw food at all. So I think that it's been um, an, it's been a tragedy that the the pet food industry has literally gone to the FDA, which is supposed to be enforcing the safety of their food production for our pets, and it's basically said. These guys are bugging us. These raw food producers are bugging us. They're who you need to go after because that is unsafe. It's dangerous. And they'll start witch hunts against certain companies that are doing very well. So um, this is this 60 million pounds of uh, aflatoxin contaminated food that is killing our pets is because the FDA is too busy pleasing their board members. Right. Well, and and I mean, it is good to note that some... Many of these are not actually dying. They are sick. They're very sick from... True. And can you well, what are the numbers? And, and eventually. It's it's too, it's a, it's in the title. 110 pets have died and another 210 pets were sickened. So far. And th- those are the ones those that are, are reporting. And reporting. Those are the yeah. ones that are reporting. Because a lot of people don't know this information because they're not putting it out there. It's not, you know, big... It's not big news. Um, and if it's not big news, then a lot of people don't know it. They're just like, why are my cats sick all of and a sudden? And they go to the vet and they're like... No. Don't have any idea. Right. Maybe they could have eaten something bad. We're not quite sure. And and if you don't relate it to the food, you're just continuing to feed them these these um, toxins that uh, they can really 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 hurt their. I mean, like that bus is driving. I'm afraid me it's going to ruin the entire audio on that because there's no way I, I think can't it is be too. It up. Uh, Sorry, you guys. We, we keep getting distracted. Are. It's so loud to us. I, I know you guys. I think I need a new can't mask. Hear it. FDA yeah. peefed, peefed, yes, Tabitha, yeah. correct. It's, it's, it's <laughs> um, rough information, but it's it's such a great reminder to all of us. I mean, in, in the spirit of being proactive, I really want to talk about um, not just how important it is to know, you know, whatever food you're feeding, know where they source, at, call the company, ask them for information, look for their uh, for their safety protocols. But, but here's the sad thing is that when it comes to the pet food companies, and the FDA and what they allow on bags of pet food, cans of pet food, um, they 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 turn again a blind eye to a lot of things that they say like quality source. They can say anybody can say quality sourced. 
and and they do and it's like literally my dad was picking up that that dead squirrel from the side of the road and putting it into your pet's food and he worked they, at a rendering plant, called, just to be clear. He worked at a rendering plant um, back in the day. And that and that's like it was roadkill that they were putting in there, the meat byproducts, the meat like um, the agricultural meat, animals that had died. Yep. That were dying. Anything that anything it was it was a, their way of um, of salvaging that by giving it to the pet food companies instead of the people food industry because that could make people sick, right? Don't care about the pets. Um, but it's it's so hard for us as pet parents, because we don't know, like we, like, how do you know? Like for me personally, I want to look at who owns this company, right? Um, if it's, if it's uh, Rachel Ray, right? Let's just, I love Rachel Ray. She's a cool, cool person, but the Rachel Ray's Nutrish, um, it sounds so healthy because it's called Nutrish. It's owned by Smuckers. And you've seen those, you've seen those commercials where it's like all these whole food ingredients and then you realize they're owned by Smuckers. Which, which makes, is looking to put a lot of right waste from their human um, food market market into, into that's why they buy a pet right? food company right so um, the the um, uh, Purina owned by Nestle candy bar company um, Mars owns like how many brands Mars candy bar company um, uh, Hill Science Diet owned by Colgate like right. literally when you know, you're lo- like if like if you look do the research yes call the company I hope that you can get an honest answer but if you if you really look at like who owns the companies you can tell the bigger brands the big big brands that make a lot of of a, a lot of commercials right they make a lot of money because they can buy that they can buy that 60 million dollar um, commercial on the Super Bowl, yep. um, then you know that their ingredients are probably not quality. Right. So their sourcing won't be quality. Well, and like Trish says here, basically what is not deemed uh, for human consumption is put in our beloved pet's food. Yes, exactly. That's so true. Exactly. Some of the things that we can do to be proactive, though, and I think that this is, um, have it bookmark. I have it bookmark. Bookmark the site, Truth About petfood.com.com. Yes. Uh, Susan Thixon is an incredible human being who lost uh, one of her own pets to bone cancer due to contaminated foods. Um, She has been on a mission. She is 100% supported by pet owners. Yes. Never a food. She is an advocate for us and she put her blood, sweat, and tears into... Continues to. Right. So even in this article, it's referencing uh, uh, Susan Thixon's um, information. And she has, if if you're wondering about uh, ingredients, if you're wondering about recalls, this is one of those... What are these? What are these? What what does this mean? You can look it up on on truthaboutpetfood.com. Right. Look up anything there. And I think it's so important to know the source of your information as well as the sourcing of our pet's ingredients because... When you recognize that someone is not being paid by the people that we are paying for our pet's food, when it's coming out of a a place of pure motivation like that to help stop the kind of suffering that she went through, um, help that more of us to not go through that with our beloved pets, it's very important to know that source because you can go on the internet and you can look up whether it is, and I know we're going to be 
censored. We're talking about the FDA, oh, Arena, sure. yeah. Hills, all this. Um, Our podcast will probably be shut down after. Right. right. Um, but when you look at that, it's like you can find all these articles about how incredible it is. Look at who's writing those articles, why that research, who paid for that research. You, When you do kind of a deep dive into it, and we've had people come at us with both barrels about Hills and Purina and Royal Canyon. It's, <clears throat> it's and and, they, and they're coming to us with uh, with actual science, believing that like this is science, guys. Yeah, but the then when you look at the, this is this is it's it's sad. That it is very sad that we live in a day and age where we can be lied to over and over and over again, and we just continue to. That's that's where we get our information. You have to dig deep into anything, guys. Anything but pet food specifically. Dig in and see where who's actually. Like, if I donate to this company, where does it actually go? And when it comes to your pet food, if I am, if I am, um, if this, if this company owns my pet food, my, my cat's food, that is driving me not like literally. I know it's getting hot. Is it? I think the fan is dying. Oh, it does sound like the fan. Yep. Uh Um, uh uh-oh. Um, it's going to definitely ruin the podcast. Um, but. Hopefully we can pull the audio from YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Um, but I completely forgot what I was talking about. Oh, it's so sad that we have to that we have to dig so deep to find out what we're actually feeding our cats. That we can't just get a, the truth from from a commercial, from the from a media, from science. Even when you look at some of the science, it has yeah. been when you when you read into it and you see, oh, this was funded. This science was funded yeah. by <clears throat> A, B, and C pet food company. Right. Right. Like they said, let's do a study on this. Of course you're going to come up with the answer that you were looking for. And we've had veterinarians come at us with like, you are so, you're spreading misinformation. It's it's like, I'm, well, I'm sorry. We don't get it. We're not getting paid to say this. Mm -hmm. We want you, we don't have anything to do with food. We don't make money off of pet food. The pet foods that we recommend, we recommend because we feed them. They're the only things. Mm -hmm. But it's important to note as well, Possum said, uh, then when a holistic brand gets big enough, so a brand that's really putting their blood, sweat, and tears into making a quality, well-sourced diet, the bigger brand foods will literally buy them out, which is why we always say we can only re- recommend certain foods right now. now. Right. Right now, because that can change. Blue Buffalo was a company, a small family-owned company for a long time that got bought out. Yeah. And, uh, we used to, in, my, in my last business, we used to recommend Blue Buffalo. Yeah. Um, now... That they've, you know, they've uh, gotten too big for their britches, and they've gone down the same road that everybody else has. Yeah. Um, so many, so many pet food companies out there, um, and you just, you just have to know your source. And this isn't about this isn't about about the cats. This isn't about trying to peg people as evil, money making, pet killing people. This is literally about what it's so. We all know as pet parents that it is so uh, scary sad horrifying when one of our pets is ill and recognizing that food is so foundational to their well-being makes this such an important topic for us all the time um and it is something that as pet parents you've got to put a little bit of effort into whether it is just reading the ingredients something like this this pet food uh recall just looking and seeing how much corn is in your pet's food right now and understanding the aflatoxins the 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 Oh my god! You have a hair on the end of your nose. The um the amount of times that aflatoxins are found in an ingredient like corn is it worth it to me to feed that food? Is it worth it? Let me work right? it. I put Do my corn down, flip it, and reverse to it. To risk that, um, that was that was good. That was good. That was good. Um, 
So yeah. just do some due diligence. I well, think one I mean, of the biggest things... how species appropriate is corn in the, in the first place, right? Yeah. Like yeah. what, uh, corn, wheat, like this is not something right. that... That in the wild our cats will eat. It's not something that they should be eating. Um, we know just as humans how contaminated these are. Even for us, it's like like don't eat too much corn. Don't eat too much like you, you don't want you don't want that because it's like it's almost impossible now. There is organically raised corn and organically raised soy like or grown soy, and this is. That that isn't that isn't the same thing. But when we're looking at a mass production of anything, we are looking at very likely contaminant possibilities, contamination possibilities. Yeah. Um, so, but but there's no reason to to. I'm like, I just, I just have to say, right. we did a cat tip last week on prescription diets, and so I was going down you the just rabbit just hole. Mentioned that, yeah. I was going down the rabbit hole on many of these prescription diets, and I was just looking at like, what are the first few ingredients? Do you know that corn, corn gluten, was like a number one, number one ingredient in many of these prescription, prescription diets, diets that they're selling for massive amounts of money at the vet's clinic, at the vet clinics, and they are and leading pet parents to believe that, that this is what your pet needs to, to be healthy. It's it's really disturbing uh, when you look at that, which is why I know that the this subject... is why I'm saying you just can't believe everything that you hear. It's like oh, no. like you said in that in that cat tip, you're like regardless of who recommends this, like right. literally, guys, regardless regardless of if we recommend it, regardless of if your vet recommends it, regardless of who the commercials that recommend it, regardless of what they say, I'm telling you, we can all be wrong. Your pet Do is your, your pet. Yes, it's and and it's it's a scary heartbreaking thing one of the one of the most proactive things though i do think i'm just going to say it again is the bookmark truth about pet food i think that yeah. the subject for me i know that you're a super nerd when it comes to ingredients and sourcing and all of that but yeah, for me nice. food well i don't know, i mean that in a really good way but for me ingredients and uh, all that stuff it can be overwhelming for me so if truth about pet food is a great place to start to start wrapping your head around just understanding stuff more uh pet fooled a great video oh a documentary to watch to start wrapping your head you around seeing that guys you have to watch that that is the best we we knew about this about 10 years prior to we knew about the the, the truth in the pet food industry and behind closed doors what they're doing we knew about it like 10 years prior to this come this film coming out but when this film came out they literally they did all the research right it wasn't just like people in the pet in the pet health industry talking about it it was they he did all the research five years almost six years of research contacted the companies found out went to the plants went to where their ingredients are coming from and exposed that truth and that's the same that. truth that we that we knew about but put it into such layman terms into such he great video like you you actually get to see what what is really going on behind the right. pet food industry um, so g watch that. I, I don't know where it's at now. It was on Netflix. Now it's probably on Prime. You or... just Google Pet Fooled and see where to stream or whatever. Yeah. That That's fantastic. But those are two things that we can do as pet parents who are, are, are not necessarily well versed in understanding what ingredients mean or how to read ingredients. It's a great place to start, start wrapping our heads around it and feeling more empowered about making choices that are going to be healthier foundationally for our pets lives yes and, and instead of because if it were up to me you know to this day i some of those blue buffalo commercials about make me cry i'm like i want to feed them my family too 
Yeah. But once you know better, you, you, you do better. ideally do better. Yeah. So um, two of those things. If you take nothing else from this conversation about aflatoxins and corn ingredients, um, start uh, start with bookmarking The Truth About Pet Food and watching it's Pet Fooled. truthaboutpetfood.com. Thank you. Yes. I forget um, the .com. I know. You, you always think everything starts with a V. You used to, you used to, you remember you had a video that you put <laughs> the two crazy cat ladies.com. Like it's two crazy cat ladies.com. That's our, our website. website. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not the, I'm not the brightest candle in the bunch. Well, no, I mean, you're pretty. Thank um, you. You were, are you, you're, you're from Tennessee. So do, did you always say the I'm Walmart? From, like, I'm from Michigan. The Walmart. I'm from Michigan. Did the you? Adding the unstuff and stuff, I, I think. Was Michigan too? No, I think it started in Tennessee. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, guys. So I mean, it's it's a it's a sad it's a sad reality when it comes to to us as pet parents. But it's good um, to know. That's what but that, you know. You can take any kind of information that is sad. You know, whether it's this recall or you know realizing that maybe the pet food that that you're feeding is not the best. It is really exciting like, to be proactive. It's empowering. To recognize that you can make different choices. Yeah, yeah. it's empowering to, yeah. to know that you can, so that you focus can on make the different. Part. Yeah, don't yeah, don't focus on the, the fact that, that socks and all of our cats are gonna die. That's not true. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I mean, guys, you can make your own cat's food at home and then yes. you are the source of the ingredients. Like but you do that want is it to amazing. Be, you do want it to be fully balanced. Like Correct, yeah. We, you just have to do the research, right? right? I mean these pet food companies, the reason they, they got into the business is because they were able to you know do the research and figure out what is meant for a cat to or, or a dog minerals to, nutrients what is needed for them to like actually just survive and then they, they can they can put um they can nutritionally nutritionally uh what's the word i'm looking for um abuse nutritionally abuse our our pets by by substituting those ingredients of what they would actually what they actually need as far as like an obligate carnivore for instance why would you why would you give an obligate carnivore which means they need meat to survive animal protein to survive why would you give them so much corn and wheat as a soy and soy as a protein replacement really um yes so someone just asked here on youtube is there a specific food that was just recalled i hopped on late right 60 million pounds of midwestern pet food um the sports mix, yeah, right. Sports mix brand is is yeah. the one, but that's just the recent one. That's just the one that we know right. of right now. There's probably a million out there, and there's there there. Well, not a million, but think about well, where no, they a, source a their corn there. from. <clears throat> right, that is not the only pet food company that sourced their corn likely from that, from that place. Exactly, you think about and and its aflatoxins are incredibly common in in corn in in these in these crops. Wheat and soy. So yeah. when you think about that, and then the amount of corn corn gluten meal. Yeah, maize, any 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 corn based ingredient that's well, in a pet food, and wheat, right? Wheat, and wheat. wheat is also and, one of those like main ones that get that that carry aflatoxins, right? right? Because it's a naturally occurring fungus that, that grows when contained. you're massively producing Arsenic. these things, these these ingredients, so that you can sell it to a pet food company or a rendering plant to put it in and call it protein. Oh, Marissa, I love you so much. I keep calling her possum. Because that's her YouTube name. Oh, uh, oh, I love that. That's okay, fun. I think we gotta jump off before this computer literally. It, it might just explode. Uh, explodes. But um, but yeah, we wanted to just Wish leave you guys luck. with. We want to leave you guys with that with a a little bit more. We just want to kind of spark the the average cat parent to 
really think about and do more of your own research. Yeah. Um, like I said, don't even believe us. Don't don't believe the commercials. Don't believe your vet. Literally, whoever it's your cat, it's your cat. Your cat's life is in your hands, and so you do the research. I know that we didn't all know this. We didn't. We didn't always know this. We had no idea. So many, so many things that our cats over the years have suffered from because of the foods that we were feeding them, and had no idea. Um, but once we know better, like you said, we do better. Right. Well, I want to take it back to you because that statement of don't trust your vet is a very big statement. Yeah, that's not... That's, uh, I mean, when it comes to pet food... Let's have better communication with our veterinarians about the nutrition that they recommend and feel empowered yeah. to ask questions. And when we do some of the research on our own, I think it makes a big difference for us to um, know that we can kind of trust ourselves too. And and I think some of the best decisions are made when there is open communication with a veterinarian, oh, even if sure. they say... You know, they really recommend this prescription diet. Um, you know, let's let's walk through the ingredients with them and, and ask why. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's change really starts by communicating. And well, uh, and it changes the, the change when it comes to the pet food industry. Literally, the change is going to come from the consumer. So if changing if more, yes, if, if 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 more people demand more cat parents, more dog parents, more pet parents demand that by not purchasing the foods that are of lower quality ingredients, if we demand higher quality ingredients, then they have to acquiesce because that's their money, right? right. They have to acquiesce. They have to start showing third party. They have to testing. They have to start showing sourcing. They have to start showing things like that. If that's what we are, if that's what we demand as consumers of pet food, right. then, um, then that's what we have to get the FDA around. to start enforcing its own 2016 food safety modernization. Act. Yeah, I think that they would actually have been reversed with this administration. Did they really? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, well, yeah. I mean, it was through you know a different bill that came through. Or no, the last I don't know. Yeah, well, government. All, all the more politics. reason to let's do our research and yeah. do our best to keep our babies healthy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We we and the more we know, the more that we can feel empowered to make better decisions. Exactly. I agree. Okay, All right, guys. guys that's we gotta go before it. this buzz kills us. Yeah, I'm really, really worried about this buzz right I now. Know. So um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining Happy us. Sunday, Whatever day you're listening, um, we hope it's a beautiful one. Whether it's snowing or raining or cloudy or sunny. Oh, the buzz just it got just, just got better. It just got quieter. Of course, of course. As maybe it means it's, it's anyway. Maybe it's not gonna blow up. That's we love you guys so much. We Thank you for joining us. So much, um, if you're on Facebook, we'll see you tonight, Sunday night, for Cat Tech Review. Take care of your babies and be blessed. Bye, y'all.